everybody welcome back to popcorn premieres we have a new type of episode that we're going to be making hopefully coming out every wednesday until the end of the semester talking about box office and awards and all that good stuff and i have a co-host for the first time ever mr ethan kaufman hey hi hello (laughs) glad to be here yeah so ethan he was on a couple episodes was it one one, oh just one okay just killers of the flower moon or no not i i completely forgot about the killer for a second me too i thought it was killers of the flower moon i was like wait no yes the killer ethan was on for the killer and i was like wow ethan you killed it so hard thank you on the killer well i'm gonna have you as a co-host so yeah let's go here we are Talking about box office stuff and award stuff, and I think we have to start with the elephant in the room, which is last week the Oscar nominations yes. were dropped, and I think it kind of set the world on fire because of the Barbie snubs. Yes. So what were your thoughts with the Barbie snubs? So I'm conflicted on them because on one hand, I'm just like very upset. Barbie was one of my favorite movies of the year, and I think yeah. as everyone has said, it is wild for it to have gotten, what is it, eight nominations, mm-hmm. but, like, no no Margot Robbie, no Greta Gerwig, and those are, yeah. those are the two people that are, like, responsible for the whole thing. Yeah, exactly. And so it's, like, it's very frustrating to see. On the other hand, though, I could be a little more upset, um, like, Greta Gerwig not getting in for director. Mm-hmm. Justine Trier was not in that top five, but she did squeak in there, and I'm really happy about that. Oh, you didn't have Trier in your top five? No, I didn't. Okay. Who did did you have? I had Trier, and I I had Gerwig, Trier, and Alexander Payne, and I had Scorsese and Glazer not getting in. So I was, like, hard snubbing Scorsese. Yeah. And that didn't work for me. But I do take pride in predicting Trier. I was just, I don't know why I was feeling it. Yeah. Um... But yeah, I don't know. I just, I feel like this best director lineup, I haven't seen Zone of Interest yet. I don't think I have. You, oh, you I have? I have, yeah. Okay, so you can talk about Zone of Interest then a little bit. But um, just like with the direction of all these directors, I mean, I'm not necessarily mad about Greta getting snubbed. Yeah. Like I'm mad about it for how important Barbie is, but it would also kind of suck if one of these directors did get snubbed because they also did an amazing job. Right. I, like, I'm a huge Barbie fan. I wanted yeah. to get, like, every nomination it can, but I almost yeah. feel in a weird way it would have been better if it hadn't gotten as many as it did because then these snubs wouldn't be as noticeable as True. they are. Yeah. And so it is the kind of thing where it's, like, glaringly, why is she not in there? Yeah, but I, think... I do. I do really like this director lineup. Yeah. I mean, so talk to me about Jonathan Glazer. Like, do you feel like he was really deserving of the director nomination? Okay. Zone of Interest is, I, and I have my own feelings on it just because it is so hard to watch. Mm -hmm. It's like, I, like, it wasn't in my top 15 of the year just because I didn't enjoy it particularly much. Um, But it is. If I had to speak as much of an objective level as I can, it's easily one of the best directed movies of the year. Okay. Like, what he does with, like, sound design, cinematography is horrifying. <laughs> and it's amazing. Yeah. And he's, like, I'm, I'm very happy he's here. I'm glad. Oh, I accidentally just tapped my thing. I'm glad to hear that because, yeah, I'm going to see it on Friday, I think, because it's coming to Cinemopolis, which is going to be great. Um 
and I don't think I'm going to have fun, but it's <laughs> going to be an experience. So, yeah, I mean, if there was one person who you would take out for Greta Gerwig, who would it be? See, that's the thing. I don't mm-hmm. know if I would. Yeah. I don't know if there's someone that I'd want. I mean, maybe, maybe Marty, but yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't know either. The fact either. that it's three and a half hours and it works is it's something. Exactly. I feel like that has to do with the editing a lot, too. Though. Yeah. Like, I think... Um, I think Schumacher really like she would deserve to win for editing. Totally. But then Oppenheimer yeah. came. I like Oppenheimer's my pick for editing, yeah. but if Keller's got it, like that that flew by. Exactly. I just want to quickly briefly talk about best actress and Margot Robbie because yes. I think it's kind of like obvious who shouldn't be just, here. just a little bit. <laughs> um See, so yeah, I mean, what did you think of Annette Benning so getting I in over? So I haven't seen Nyad. Okay. Um, I have a running joke with my friends that Nyad is not a real movie. <laughs> it doesn't feel like a real movie. It doesn't. No, yeah. but and yet two acting nominations. Yeah. I mean, I think, so I did see Nyad. Okay. What um, did you think of it? I, I thought Jodie Foster was actually pretty good. I've heard I think good things about her performance. She does deserve a nomination. Okay. I don't think she has any chance at winning. Right. And I also think that somebody like Penelope Cruz would have deserved it more, but I'm not mad that Jodie Foster got nominated. All right. However, Annette Bening, I I said this on YouTube and I'll say it here, her performance was cardboard. It it, it was just, it it was like, I I hate to say it, but it kind of felt like watching paint dry. And I don't think watching paint dry should get nominated for best picture, nor should a performance equivalent get nominated for best lead actor or actress or anything. And, yeah, I mean, she swam a lot. She, she does do that. That was impressive. But, I mean, Margot was able to give a performance literally of a doll becoming a human. Yeah. And did it so well. <laughs> and, like, I don't know, her performance. I, I rewatched Barbie this weekend because it was at Regal for $5. And her performance made me cry yeah. multiple times. Yep. Me and that betting does not do that. Actually, I think I did cry a little bit in Nyad. Good for you. Yeah, she she made it to Florida, and I was like, oh, Let's that's go. so awesome. Oh, my God. So <laughs> I did actually shed a little bit of a tear. But, like, not to the level of Barbie. Yeah. Yeah. So that that's just kind of how I feel. And... Probably how a lot of people feel. That's how I feel. And yeah. I'm like, I haven't seen Nyad. I don't yeah. want to say anything bad about it. But like, at the end of the day, Barbie was not only the biggest movie of the year, but mm-hmm. it was like basically Margot Robbie's brainchild. Like, she's the one that like I think reached out to Greta Gerwig yeah, about exactly. it. And so to be not just even act, like I know the award is off of Best Actress, but like to be lead actress, like basically the head producer and mm-hmm. like creatively on top of everything. And like again, her performance made me cry. And she yeah. had like she has those scenes. And I know like Ryan Gosling's here operating at hundred miles per hour and I mm-hmm. love him for that. But like And it's also it's kinda weird that Gosling gets in and not Margot. Yeah. I'm glad that America Ferrera got in. I think that that makes the Academy at least look a little better. Right. I think if Ferrera didn't get in, they would be looking really bad. Really right yeah. Now. And I think some people are forgetting that she got in, and then those people are, like, fuming. But I'm like, 
this is bad, but it could be worse. Yeah. At least that's kind of how I see I, it. I almost view the America Ferrera nomination, though, as, like, not not to, like, put a damper on that or anything, but yeah. it's, like, this was a really weak year for supporting actress. Yes. And I feel like she only squeezed in because, like, she has one really, really amazing scene mm-hmm. and is also attached to one of the biggest contenders of the year. Yeah. And that if that wasn't the case, she wouldn't be there. That is true. And it's, like, it is... I know you're not really comparing them, but, like, it is rough seeing Gosling in there without Margot Robbie. Yeah. Because it's, like, she... she She's Barbie. It's called... Bar- she's Barbie. Yeah. What? And, like, like, I know that sort of the little way that Ken's story ends in the movie is that he can be just Ken, but I think for the Oscars, it's Barbie and Ken. Yeah. Or at least it should be Barbie and Ken. Right. And I mean, unless, like, the Oscars were the type of awards that nominated, like, a lot of foreign films, and, like, if, if they considered a movie like Priscilla and Kaylee Spaney yeah. got in for Best Actress, you know, I think that would have looked better. But just the fact that you're nominating in that betting, I think on. I think you just expand to six. Yeah. Like, all of the well, others. Because I f- I, I if they did that, she'd be in there. She would be. But also, I just feel like six is so much. It makes yeah. it like so much easier to predict. Right? I don't care about predicting. Give, give recognition to anyone that, who deserves that's, it. That's know. fair. I don't know. I'm I'm like a little on the fence about that. So, anyways, though, um, I was thinking maybe we should talk a little bit about predictions. Maybe yeah. today only for best picture and just how things feel right now and like. Do you think anything can beat Oppenheimer? The way I'm looking at it, in order to say that Oppenheimer is not, like, firmly taking it, mm-hmm. I'm basically looking at each movie and going, all right, what was it nominated for yeah. that it wasn't supposed to be not? Like, did it go over what was expected? Mm-hmm. Or did it, and then for other things, I, I'm also kind of looking at, did it get anything it like was or did it miss things that right, it was yeah. supposed to and so get. like I'm looking at these like these top contenders and it's like Barbie obviously missing director missing actress yeah I I don't I don't feel confident about it yeah I don't either um Killers of the Flower Moon without screenplay I don't think is getting anywhere or, and without or actor, Leo yeah. yeah like I think if it needed Leo or screenplay maybe not both but it I needed think one so. of them um what about the holdovers. Holdovers is interesting because yeah. I I wasn't predicting it to get a director nomination, mm-hmm. so that wasn't too shocking to me. But I think without it, it looks tough. And like we we talked about this before, Coda won picture with only a nomination for picture, screenplay, and supporting actor. Yeah. You don't need it, but it absolutely helps. Yeah, and I think especially like we were also talking about with Coda how like. Coda came out in such a weak year. Yeah. Where, like, sure, Power of the Dog got a lot of nominations, but it wasn't necessarily that strong. Like, if Power of the Dog came out this year, it would have lost everything to Oppenheimer Poor Things in, like, a lot of these Completely. Movies. Like, I you think know? Holdovers has a much better yeah. shot if it's against, like, Don't Look Up, Belfast. Yeah. I don't have a particular fondness for licorice pizza. I kind of like licorice pizza. I'm not gonna lie, but it's like licorice right. pizza didn't even do that well at the no, Oscars, yeah. anyways. So like, I think holdovers would have done in really other well years, that year. absolutely. Yeah. But like Oppenheimer is just what is it? Thirteen nominations, yeah. firing on all cylinders. Yeah, exactly. And then I look at something like Poor Things, which mm-hmm. like 
maybe if Willem Dafoe snuck in there, I'd be feeling better about it. I mean, I, di- I did see it again um, recently for my third time, mm-hmm. and it's like it's amazing. I love it. It's, but I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't, don't think so. Not over Oppenheimer. I to me, I see Poor Things as the only movie that has a slight chance, really? just because like or Anatomy of a Fall. I think it's it's one of those two because even though Anatomy, let's see, Anatomy got five nominations. Five. Yeah, you know it would have had six if France didn't have a weird political yeah. thing where like apparently they would have nominated Anatomy for their like best international feature, but then Justine Trier gave a political speech at the Golden Globes and that made the French people mad. French people were yeah. like, "No, you will not get shortlisted." now and like it would have won international feature at least i look at anatomy like a six nomination foreign film yeah and it, it does also... it has a good haul because like yeah. between between what i would say is a surprise director nomination yeah and it's like actress screenplay mm-hmm. um editing it snuck in there yeah i like it has and cinematography i think yeah it has a good shot like at least compared to some others i think definitely has a shot to win screenplay definitely yeah um, i agree to like original screenplay lineup this year, mm-hmm. it's not nearly on the level of adapted. But over Oppenheimer, I can't, I can't say it. Yeah, I can't either. But I could see it, and I could also see it for Poor Things, just because it got everything I think it was expected yeah. to get, aside from maybe Willem Dafoe. But I, I feel like these two actor, like when you have two supporting actors, it's hard. Because they probably split the votes a little I don't, bit. I don't think because I was I looking at this. I was looking at this last week with a friend, mm-hmm. and they've had a trend. I think all the way back to like 2015, 16, whatever, mm-hmm. um, of nominating two supporting performances from the same movie in one category. Okay. Because it was Banshees last year. Yeah. Um, year before that, I forget what it was, but like Emma Stone and Rachel Weisz in the favorite. Mm-hmm. Oh, supporting actress for Everything Everywhere. I think did they do that? Yeah, I think yeah they yeah. did do that. Yeah. So it's it's been like across the last decade or so. That's true. It's happened a lot, and so the fact that it didn't happen here. Yeah. It was a very strong year for supporting actor. Yeah. So maybe I don't like hold that to such a high standard, but I don't know. It's Oppenheimer. It's gonna. It's gonna yeah, I know. Win. I know. I'm just. I, I want it to, I wish it was more entertaining. <laughs> I know. When they announced like, the 10 Best Picture nominees, I was like, it was so boring. Yeah. Like we all knew what the 10 Exa- were. Because it was, it was the same 10 that the PGA did. And the PGA are the guys who have like nominated Wonder Woman. Right. For their best picture. Right. And obviously that but wasn't going to get But these have just been the 10 picture. for like months now. Yeah. And I mean, I think the one movie was like Zone of Interest that people were kind of on the fence right. about. But really, It started I mean, taking off. Yeah. And, like firmly placed itself here. But like, I think now really the bottom movie is Past Lives. Yeah. Which it's, kind it's of sucks. It's the women talking of this year with just picture and screenplay. Yeah. But I don't think it has any shot at screenplay. Or I, maybe it does. I wouldn't count it out completely. But I don't know. Like, between that, Anatomy of a Fall, and Holdovers, I would say, are the three. Yeah, I would, too. But I just, I feel like Anatomy of the Fall and Holdovers yeah, those... is, like, those are sort of, like, juggernauts, and then Past Lives is David, and yeah. then Maestro and May December are just honorary guests. Right. <laughs> Was there anything else that you kind of found interesting with the Oscar noms that you want to talk about before we change subjects here? I mean, we could just get into like minor little ooh, Sterling K. Brown in American Fiction score. I I yeah. need to talk about score oh, briefly. Yes. We, we oh do my god! Need gosh. to talk about score. 
I Across the Spider Verse is my favorite movie of arguably the decade so far, mm-hmm. and like I was really holding out for it in score, and me that made too. me so upset. Yeah, to have it, it go down too. to Dial of Destiny <laughs> for John Williams with what's essentially a greatest hits compilation. Yeah. And then American Fiction, which was like, I I don't even remember the score for that. Yeah, I don't remember the score for that either. I don't know. But yeah, I think Boy and the Heron 2 was also a Yeah. Yeah, I think they both would have deserved score nominations over American Fiction and Indiana Jones. You look at the nominees for Animated Feature, Mm -hmm. and like besides, I would say like Elemental. And I also, what's, there there was one wild, Robot Dreams, which I like hadn't even heard of prior to that. Because Robot, it's weird. Like they nominate Robot Dreams when like it hasn't played anywhere aside from right, a couple yeah. of festivals. But like you have Across the Spider-Verse, Boy in the Heron. I haven't seen Nimona, but I've heard good things about it. Nimona is amazing. Yeah. I and then Nimona. like Ninja Turtles, Suzume was amazing. It's, yep. It was a really good year for animated movies. Mm-hmm. And so the fact that like they got nothing outside of animated feature. Yeah, it's sad. It's really sad. I, I'm really hoping that Beyond the Spider-Verse Maybe will it's a Lord of the Rings through. kind of thing. Yeah. Just because, like, it's the final of this amazingly directed trilogy so yeah. far. And it's, like, as long as Beyond the Spider-Verse is just, like, I would say relatively close to as good as the first two Spider-Verse movies are. Which, honestly, I'm assuming it will. Just because of how good these first couple of movies yeah. are. It's, like, how can they not wrap this trilogy up? I have like, confidence well, in them. And yeah. I think I think they've realized, hopefully, that they can take as much time as they need to. Exactly. Like, it'll, it'll be worth it. Exactly. Like, I think I will wait till the next decade Absolutely. if that's how long we need. And Don't yeah. overwork your animators. Please. Please. <laughs> like, if it doesn't win Best Animated, it's going to be because of that, because of the whole yeah. scandal with... Um, and honestly, I do I do see a world where Boy and the Heron takes me it. Me too. Like, especially after the Globes. Yeah. And, like... Critics' Choice, I know Spider-Verse won, but I, I don't know. I think the Globes might have been a little more telling just because Ghibli had never been nominated at the Globes before. Yeah. So, like, this was their first year nominated for the Globes, and then they won the same year. And, like, you know, Ghibli, or not Ghibli, the Globes have obviously shifted to be more accepting of international films. Yeah. And based on these nominations, so has the Academy. Definitely. So if the Academy is shifting similarly to the Globes... Maybe, maybe Boy in the Heron can upset, and that would be kind of cool. I wouldn't be mad. I would I be mad? I'm because I'm a huge Ghibli fan, like yeah. Miyazaki till I die. But, but like, like, it's across the Spider Verse. I know. It's but across like, the Spider Verse. As long as Beyond the Spider Verse wins, yeah. I, I think as as long as Beyond the Spider Verse. As long as Beyond the Spider Verse gets a nomination for best original score over John Williams for some reason. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe John Williams will be like doing the score for I don't know Grogu in the Mandalorian, and then he'll get nominated over Beyond the Spider Verse. He he year. is the Diane Warren of composers. <laughs> oh my god. That's so horrible. He's so good, though. He's I love John. He's amazing. Williams. Yeah, he's a legend. But like, it's Indiana Jones and Dial of Destiny. Yeah, come on. Like, yeah, I found it kind of funny that Flame and Hot got an Oscar nomination. Yeah, like Flame and Hot has more Oscar nominations than The Iron Claw. Oh my! Just let gosh. that sink in. That I don't want that to sink in. It's pretty sad. Please no. <laughs> That's like that was my it's, other kind of like. It's on par with yeah. May December. Exactly. Uh, 
Like May, December, and Flamin' Hot. Charles Melton not level. getting in there for supporting actor bothers me. Like I it know, sucks. I know the momentum yeah. was like lost in that last couple of weeks, but I was still holding out hope. I I thought he had a chance to win at the Critics' Choice too. I, like I predicted him as. I thought upset. like maybe two months ago, like like talk of the town was like he could easily take it. Yeah, like the whole thing, and yeah. he's not even in there. It's it's all the speeches. Like I think Downey's speeches. I think those are just so impactful where there's no way Downey's not going to win now because yeah. the speeches have been incredible and it's like what happened with Ki Kwan. Yeah. Where I think we felt like he was going to win but then he gave like just amazing speech after amazing speech after amazing speech and it was like yeah okay. Yeah. And then Divine Dre Randolph I think we always knew was going to win. Yeah. Like I think it's kind of been in the cards for her Definitely. since before Holdovers came out. Like once the trailer so, came out, so so happy for her after the Me idol. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> so the, the, she is having the best recovery you could have. Totally. From like being on the idol, you know, gonna be able to put that right behind her. Hey, let's stop Oscar talking one. about the idol. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Enough idol. Don't, for please the rest don't remind of, me. Rest of our lives. All right. So let's switch over to the box office then to yes. really uh, shift shift topics from the idol. So this past weekend. Let me just pull up uh, the box office top ten because you know it's good when migration's you know, in the top five. Oh yeah, you know, my, and that's kind of cool though. Migration got in the top five uh, after it got its digital release this weekend. Yeah. So W Migration. I uh, the, I have not been keeping up with box office that much, but just like this was not a great weekend. No, no. it was not. This yeah. I think this was. This weekend was worse than any weekend last year. Really? Yeah. Wow. Because I think the only debut movies were Fighter from India, which its final numbers haven't come in, but it says just $1 million. And then there was Miller's Girl starring Jenna Ortega, but that's not on Box Office Mojo yet. But then I read on Screen Rant and only made like $350,000. That is, that's not a lot of money. And that's a Jenna Ortega movie. Yeah. You know, I mean, I get it was kind of a limited release, but it was playing in all the theaters near my house, which is like in Connecticut. So how limited of a release can it be if you're playing in like five theaters in Connecticut? Yeah. You know, anyways though, what I did find a little interesting was the beekeeper being number one. Yes. Have you seen the beekeeper? I haven't. Okay. I really like the beekeeper. (laughs) Is it as fun as the trailer looks? It's more fun than the trailer looks. Just trashy fun? Yes. Okay. And I was in love. Um, And I was just so happy. And I like because I'd seen the Book of Clarence, which to me was a really big disappointment. Um, and the beekeeper just really made up for that. And it beat out Mean Girls yeah. this weekend, which I thought was kind of interesting because, like, you know, Mean Girls I, I thought would be kind of huge yeah. this month, and it really hasn't been, probably because of its hidden musical yes. stuff. And I wanted to ask you what you thought about that, how they pretty much lied to people about the musical. I, uh, my thought, I'm conflicted on it because I, I am totally against like trying to bury what your movie actually is. Yeah. Like not, cause like there are movies where there's like a twist or like you're trying to hide the plot for yeah. audience's benefit. I get that. But if you're just like, if you don't want people to know it's a musical cause you don't think people are going to show up, why are you even spending the money to make a musical? Exactly. Yeah, so I'm conflicted on it there, but also, like, I do know a lot of people who aren't into musicals who, like, wouldn't go see something if they knew it was one. That's true. And it's true. upsetting, but it's 
I, I guess I see their point of view for doing that. Now, I, because I did see Mean Girls and I thought it was like, it was fun. I enjoyed yeah. it. Yeah. And I'm not familiar with the musical, like beyond just watching the movie, which yeah, is me terrible too. of me. But I think the trailer did a good job of like just showing what it was. I kind of agree. Like, I think the trailer just did a good job showing some of the fun scenes yeah. from the regular Mean Girls. But like it used a Billie Eilish song, I think. Or was it Olivia movie? Rodrigo? Oh no, Olivia Rodrigo yeah. song. My bad. It used an Olivia Rodrigo song rather than just an actual song, song from, from the yeah. movie. Like, I, I thought it could have. It totally could have used that song, "Sexy" or something, because I think that was probably their best song yeah. in the movie. Um, at least in my opinion, just because I think a lot of the other songs were sort of mixed kind of poorly. In the lead actress, I can't remember her name, was not a good singer. <laughs> Angry least, Rice? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I thought her voice was really not that great. And that might just be me, but I don't know. It was just... It I've, was, like, it I've was watched some reviews and it like sounds It sounds everybody's kind of the same on the mixing. Okay. I'm, I'm glad. That I didn't, I didn't pick up on it too much, but like, it's I, a little noticeable. I saw it with uh, my girlfriend who she did musical theater and she's like the musical director of an acapella group here. So she kind of gets it more than me and she like explained it a bit. So that's... I guess it wasn't necessarily me who realized it. Okay. It was more so, oh, this sounds a little off. And then Simona being right there and being like, yeah, this is why it's off yeah. and explaining. And I was like, oh, okay, well, that makes a lot of sense. I um, hate being such a nerd about these things because it's yeah. like once you pick up on it, you can't forget about exactly. it. And it just kind of ruins the whole rest of the experience. Yeah, that's how I feel too. And it's really like it's annoying to like – love something so much or like be so passionate about it to the point where you notice its flaws more yeah yeah and so something i did want to bring up though about the musical thing was wonka yes because wonka did kind of do the same thing where it hid that it was a musical right at least a little bit maybe not as much because i think it did have a couple of musical trailers or it was just a little more obvious but it's making a lot of money. It is. You know, it, it has held really well at the box office. And a oh, lot of half people a are still seeing it. Yeah. Over half a billion. Yeah, it's probably going to end its run on $600 million, yeah. which would be insane and also just awesome. Like, Timothy Chalamet is definitely the biggest young movie star right now. Yeah. Which is great. Like, I, I love Timmy, Timmy Chalamet. So excited for Dune. Me too. Yeah. I, I cannot wait. I hope that makes all the money in the world. Please. Yes. Like, why are people still going to see Wonka when they, when, like, we discovered that it's a musical? Like, I think it's kind of obvious Wonka's yeah. a musical. So maybe, like, audiences don't hate musicals as much as we thought they did? Maybe. Maybe. Um, I, I think, I would say Timothy Chalamet is definitely a big piece of it. Yes. Just because... He's Timmy. Yeah. Of course you're going to go see Timmy on the yeah. big screen. I also think just release-wise, it is, like, January has never been a month No. to have heavy hitters. No. But I feel like this year especially, it's just been really rough. Yeah. And I, I feel I like Wonka carrying over from late um, December, I think it's really been the one that's held. Mm-hmm. Just because, I think it's just lack of competition. Yeah. That's a good point. It's, yeah. it's essentially been a greater, greatest showman. But, yeah. Um, you also kind of saw Wonka definitely hurt a color, uh, the color purple a yeah. lot, I think. So that's kind of funny how Warner Bros. literally released them right at the same time. And now no one's talking about the color purple anymore no. because you, you just can't release two musicals within a week of each other. I don't know what Warner Bros. was thinking. I don't know. But I don't know. I thought that was kind of silly. 
And I feel like they kind of realized that it was just losing traction at the Oscars and just kind of gave up on it a yeah, little bit. Maybe. That's a good point. So one other thing I wanted to bring up going back to the beekeeper was that I'm starting to think that we were talking about Timmy Chalamet being a movie star. Yeah. But I'm starting to think that like Jason Statham might be a genuine movie star. (laughs) Specifically like an international movie star. Yeah. Because like I I found his last five movies and not counting Fast and the Furious because that's just too ensemble based where – I don't know. I can't just say that that's just Jason yeah. Statham. So, like, The Beekeeper, it's made $102 million so far in the past three weeks, and only 42 of that is domestic. You know, then there was Expendables, which is also really ensemble-based and mostly a bunch of American stars. So you could say that we just shouldn't count Expendables because it made only 38 worldwide and then $16.7 million, like, domestically but then meg 2 meg 2 meg 2 was a huge hit (laughs) like it made almost 400 million dollars like did you realize that meg 2 made almost 400 million i i didn't see it i forgot it came out yeah i forgot it came out too i'm looking at this now like the trench yeah it's on netflix i think dang like like, wait how much i I just want to look up i think it's made more money than aquaman like the new aquaman probably let's see oh actually it's made almost Ooh, as much money yeah. as the new Aquaman movie. Because, yeah, Aquaman, Aquaman, though, internationally is... Doing really well. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, I, I guess we could also... They just really like the water movies yeah. overseas. You know? <laughs> and they love bearded guy with long hair. Um, Jason who, Momoa. Who I was forgetting wouldn't? his name for a second. Who wouldn't love bearded guy with long hair? Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, what else? I mean, Jason, then he also had Wrath of Man. Do you remember Wrath of Man Vaguely. at all? Vaguely. I didn't see it. Yeah, I didn't see it either, but I remember seeing a trailer and being like, oh, this looks cool. That made $100 million Some other worldwide. people saw it. <laughs> so there you go. And then there's Operation Fortune, which I don't know if you've seen no. that or heard of that. I saw the, it actually. Is it Guy Ritchie, right? Yeah, it's Guy Ritchie. It was like a Guy Ritchie movie that cost a lot of money. I think it cost $100 million to make. Whoops. And made only $49 million worldwide because it barely was advertised yeah. in the first place, so I can't really blame it. I think much. I saw a trailer for it before it got delayed and then nothing for it. Oh, yeah, before I forgot it was about the huge delays. Yeah. yeah. You know, the whole thing with Operation Fortune was weird. So, not counting Expendables and Operation Fortune, which both I think had weird circumstances, yeah. Jason Statham's looking pretty good. Good job, Jason. So, yeah, that 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 was what this whole little tidbit was about. Just that, you know, we need to appreciate yeah, good for him. Jason Statham a little more because he is he is a man. He is a man. And he's doing man things constantly. He is doing man things constantly. And that is that is bringing in the big bucks. Yeah. So, you know, you keep doing that with your silly little accent. Jason, Mr. if you're Mr. listening Mr. to this, we love you here. We do love we you do. here. I love the beekeeper, Jason. <laughs> I really do. I am I am your biggest supporter and biggest fan of the beekeeper. And I will I will tell more people to watch it. I almost I almost regret not seeing it now. My you, whole you should. My whole last week of break, my dad was like, Come on, let's go see the beekeeper. Wait, actually? Yeah, and it's and like is it, no? is it just because your name is Jason that you want me to see this? <laughs> Is this a Jason win? You should you should have seen I should have. You should have. I, I want to go and see it with my dad, <laughs> but I'm at college, and Aww. my dad's not at college. But your dad's so not can't. at college? I know, I right? That's was. shocking. Aww. So anyways, I oh, I almost forgot about our final little thing. I was almost about to like end the episode. This weekend, 
we got kind of a big movie coming out. Argyle! Oh my god. We'll never like, have to see that trailer again. No. <laughs> and, and yeah, it's one of those movies. It is. Where I feel like the trailers existed forever. Yeah. And, you know, that's been lovely, I guess. So, yeah, Argyle, are you going to see it? I don't think so, to be really? honest. Okay. I don't know. I, I feel like to get myself to the regal, it takes a little more than figuring out who the real Asian Argyle is. I That's fair. I'm I'm actually kind of excited for it. I don't know. I'll, I'll watch it, like, when it's on streaming, That's probably. That's fair. I feel like I, I hope that more people do want to go and see it in theaters, though, just because I hope yeah. it makes some money because it's good for the business. It is. <laughs> so right now it's projected by Box Office Pro to be making only 20 to $30 million. So do you think that that's reasonable? Do you think higher? Do you think lower? What are your thoughts? I I would probably say it's reasonable. I think, like, that trailer has been everywhere yeah. to where it's almost a meme. And I think it's tough to gauge whether it's going to help or hurt it because I think it has definitely gotten its name out there. Yes. Um. So, like, kudos to whoever decided to just put it before literally every movie the last few months. It's Apple money, you know? Completely. On the other hand, I feel like, at least speaking for myself, I'm a little just sick of seeing the trailer. Yeah. I, like, whenever That's I true. went to the movies with my dad over break, he would, like, wait till the Argyle trailer came on and then would go to the bathroom because it's like, you, we've seen it a dozen times. We could miss it. That's a good point. I definitely do think it's going to make a dent in the box office. I just think there's been so little momentum mm-hmm. box office-wise the first few weeks of the year. I don't see it that drastically shaking things up. I don't think everyone's, like, craving something and they're going to put all their chips on Argyle. Yeah, that's my thing. I'm like, I don't know, because, like, you have a lot of people where they wouldn't go to the movies because they're watching football, because we've had the NFL playoffs going on, and I think that's genuinely kind of an impact and why January is always so dead. So, like, could Argyle now be, like, the thing that people do with their weekend because there is no football? I definitely think it's possible, and if we are going to stick with the 20 to 30 million, I would say it's on the high end of that. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking, too. Yeah. Just, um, I don't know. I'm going to see it, and then I, I want to keep an eye out for Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Because I think, even though I don't personally like Rotten Tomatoes, because I think it's just a really terrible metric to be like, was the movie good? Yes or no? And that literally to be, like, every critic is just 100% or 0%. Yeah. Like, that's such a bad metric, but, like... If it's in the 70 to 80% range, I think that could be really good for it. Totally. And maybe, like, help it out in, you know, making more money than the projections. But if it's on the lower end of Rotten Tomatoes, then that could just be the end of Agent Argyle right there. Yeah. I mean, it has a heck of a cast. It It does. It's definitely gotten its name out there. Yeah. Henry Cavill. Henry Cavill. Big deal. Yeah. You know, with Sam that, Rockwell, but... Amazing haircut. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's a, that's a lovely haircut right there, for sure. John Cena. Yes. That, I think, is kind of interesting. Grabbing you know? Dua Lipa off the motorcycle. Yeah. You know, his follow-up to Peacemaker and Fast and Furious. Yeah. I like Peacemaker, but... I, ha- I haven't seen it yet, still. It's pretty good. I've heard good things. Yeah. Anyways, I think that's kind of all we have right. for this segment of... What what do we what should we call this? What do we call this? I don't know. I was thinking box office breakdown, but I think it's more than just box office. It is. It's so, awards. It's everything. It's yeah. Jason Statham. Do we just call this Jason Statham? 
<laughs> we can't legitimately call it Jason Statham. We can we can refer to it as Jason Statham, mm-hmm. like over text, maybe. Yeah, yeah. You ready for a new episode of Jason Statham? <laughs> Will we talk about him every time? I feel like this is it for him. Yeah, this is probably it. Oh no! Sorry, sorry Jason. Jason, we love you. Yeah, this is gonna be so sad. Do we have any more Jason movies coming out this year? I don't think so. I don't know. I think we're done with him for the rest of twenty. I mean, this has been his month, though. Yeah. This has been. This is the month of Jason. Yeah. Yeah. Why didn't they get Jason Statham to play Wonka? He could have done it. He could have. Yeah. I bet he could sing his heart out. Yeah. J- Jason could do Wonka, but Timmy couldn't do Beekeeper. Yes. That that's that's totally how I see it too. <laughs> okay, God. Oh, now I want a Jason Wonka just to see it. Yeah. Just like to experience that experience would he go around killing people and being all british or would he just do like the timothy chalamet what if he was an oompa loompa yo (laughs) jason statham instead of hugh grant he would have way more fun than hugh grant he would have had so he would have been so fun yeah (laughs) but like yeah hugh grant looked so miserable he did but i i kind of liked it i don't know yeah i was just like what looking over at hugh grant he has his little oompa loompa-ness and i was just like this man is suffering yeah and I'm being entertained. He had too good of a time in Paddington too, and Paul yeah. King was just like, "Let's make you suffer a little." Yeah, you know, and then that way we can bring you back for Paddington three to Yay. yeah, give you a hopefully a good time to make up for it. I'm so excited for Paddington three. So hyped. Anyway, so this has been a long time. We will talk about what to call this episode after Figure the episode, it out. or like this the series of episodes, I should yeah. say. And we will be back with the name in episode two. So stay tuned. It will not be called Jason Statham. It will not be called Jason Statham. And I'm assuming it'll still be a part of Popcorn Premieres. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Anyways, we'll see you next week on Wednesday. Hopefully, probably. Take care, everyone. Do you have any final words, Ethan? Just, Just goodbye and thank you to all my fans. Yeah. So many fans. And thank you, most of all, to Jason Statham. Of course.